Welcome here to Super Powered Pop with DT and EB. And also, and, and ZB. ZB. Yeah. We have Zach Bowden here with us. So, Zach, as those of you that listen in the wake of Call of Dance Tutorial, first and foremost, thank you. Zach Bowden has been interning with Dance Tutorial Broadcast Media, working on Wake Up Call, working very, very closely with the CNY Pop Festival and doing an awesome job. And now you're on Super Powered Pop. So once you do game show night, well, you've done game show night. I have. So all you have left on the docket, really, is to be a part of How You Disney. But you have to ask Kate's permission for that. I don't think that would be difficult. To she still hasn't here. let me in the circle yet, so <laughs> good luck, man. Let me know how it works out for you. Yeah, so we're happy to be here today. Super Powered Pop with myself, Dan Satora, DT, EB, Eric Bunch, and ZB, Zach Bowden. I kind of feel sad now that I don't have a B. ZB, oh, sorry, Dan. EB, you're left out, man. DT. It rhymes though. Well, if you go back, you could do Zazzy Beats like we did last time. So your name is now Zazzy Beats. I like Zazzy Beats. We yeah, that's right. Because that I said time. that's what I would be. Yes. And that Snooky is my spirit animal. There you go. Okay. There you go. We're all set. So with that being said, Zach, how's Scott doing? I'm care. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yikes! An inside joke. Thumbs up. <laughs> oh, this is brutal. Everybody just give a thumbs up. Thumbs up. I said, can we do that in real Four life? Four thumbs up. In conversation, can we do that? Like, when we're done with something, can you just... Well, like you said, Zach, you went through a drive-thru recently, you were done with the conversation, and I told you to just give the Facebook thumbs up. And to not say anything. To just roll your window up and just have your thumb out the window, and then when she kept talking, to just keep putting multiple thumbs out the window. <laughs> do you right. think it would work? No, it wouldn't. I don't know. Hopefully I don't have to find out. Can we talk about something before we do rapid fire? And I wanna I wanna ask you about this. And I have to leave their name off here because they're not a sponsor of the show, so we won't promote them here. But you like nacho fries. I do. Can you just I was gonna say something real quick before but I can't do it now. Oh you can't? Oh, oh yeah. You said they're not a sponsor. Oh yeah, we'll do it at some point. Okay. The show. okay. How good are do you really like the nacho fries? Oh yeah. So what is it? Is it like a Dorito just spiraled really tight? What is it? Uh, I've never had it. Basically, it's just like a fry. And it's got like, um, oh, like a fry. Not, nacho seasoning on it. It's pretty good. Yeah. You've been a big fan of the... Yeah. Are we yeah. thinking outside the bun here or what? That's what I yeah. thought. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Siri just said that's what I thought. Uh, for everybody that doesn't know this, Siri at some point during the day will always think I call upon her, and she will react to me and record my entire conversation once a day. <laughs> and if so, if you didn't hear her, she just said, that's what I thought, which is horrifying. But Very unless scary. you know the government is listening. Very scary. <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to do rapid fire, and all three of us are going to get involved with this. We so, shorten it up. We do three questions, maybe? Or how are we going to do this? How are we going to break it up? Three for three. Three but you three. can ask anybody anything. So I can. You, ask you can target a question. So to we each get three questions, and we can ask anybody anything. Yeah, we could do okay. that. How's that work? Do you want me to start? Yeah, you start. Okay, Zach, who sings in the air tonight? Oh, whatever his last name is. <laughs> Wait, is Close that because you, you told him? I told him earlier. I was just testing him to see if he okay. if it stuck. In my defense, I knew the song. <laughs> I just didn't know the exact name of the person who sang it. I was going to put the how headphones many, down and walk out. How many movies has that been in, that song? That's been a lot of movies. You can Mike Tyson do it? Yeah. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. You, and the car yeah. thing, guys. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah. No, that was... Um, the Hangover 2, I think. The was Hangover it the second one? one? Or was it the first, first one? one? Yeah. It was one of the Hangovers. Did you see The Hangover? It's been a while since I've seen them, but yeah. Oh, boy. At least I've seen them. Zach and I did this music history thing, and I know 
I know double the percentage. I'll just say that. I know the 2000s better than you know the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Well, I wasn't even around. Well, actually, neither of us were around, so I can't say that. I right. can't. I was around in the 80s. I was around with good music. It's not that there's music. I mean, there's good music today. It's different. It's not the same. It's different. It's not the same. You just got to understand the culture. In, in fairness, Zach, I, I'm haranguing you a little bit about music. I am terrible when it comes to music. Awful. What would you rather have? In the Air Tonight or Penda, 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 Penda? What? Which is the one that you like, the Panda song. Panda. Marshmallow. Yeah. Pen oh, my God, I can't. I don't even know can't what you're From the window to the wall. Or when you say Marshmallow, I think Stay Puff, so I'm good with that. But I know, you I, like Stay Puff. Short of that and maybe S'mores, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Marshmallow. <laughs> So, I, they do a song with somebody. Is it a is it a group or a person? I don't even know. It's a it's like a person. It's like a person. It's I don't know. It doesn't really say many words. It's more of like a beat. It's like a virgin. Can I can I say this though? It could be. Yeah. It could be like a virgin. Yeah. What I can say is that you know who is it? From the Madonna. And it's not the oh same. Oh my god, it's so creepy. Yeah. I, I don't even know if we should even plug that. I don't even know what we should say. It's creepy, creepy, long-haired. Is it wrong that I want him to be a part of the show? I, I just... think we should try to find him and see if we can get him on the yeah, show. Yeah, but we'd have to do it at a remote location in front of a police station. Yeah, well, no, we'll just have him, like... Not here. We'll start 6 9 is, is uh, a call, so... I think we should just do it in front of, or like, a federal building. That this... would probably be ideal, because he looks like a legitimate crazy Or like person. an embassy building. Does the Star 6 9 trick even work? Yes. Uh, I, I feel like it, it does. doesn't. It does. Oh, it's Star 6 7. Star 6 7. Star 6 9 is a callback. Star 6 7, yes, it works. Sorry. I don't know. I've never heard that actually work, so... Yeah. When I when I prank call Walt Disney because he's still alive. No, it's not. Yeah. I think he is though. All right, Zach, you Possibly. have your first question. Like Who are you points. asking? All right, Eric. Okay. Favorite overall any. professional sports team. Overall, oof, that's tough. I mean, I can tell you my favorite professional sports team is right now the New York New York Giants. All right. And obviously, we got a awesome draft pick this year, so I'm really excited to see what happens this season. Saquon Barkley. Saquon. But. Going with that, I'm trying to think. You know, all time, I'm going to have to kind of tie it back to the idea of our show. MJ, the Chicago Bulls, Space Jam. That that was my thing. MJ. Awesome. MJ and the Bulls. That was my team all time. Michael so. Okay. Cool. My turn to ask a question? Sure. Dan. Uh, I wasn't involved, so I'm going to talk to myself. Okay. <laughs> Dan, ask yourself a question. Dan. We'll just sit back and listen. What is your favorite Dan moment? Now, so Zach... <laughs> <laughs> Dan, okay. No, I'm not talking to myself. See, now I want to. Okay. Zach, if you could impersonate anyone and do it as a profession, if you if you were just so good at, at an impersonation, or maybe there's one you are good at that you haven't shared, who would it be and why? Ooh. I'm going to say Stewie Griffin from Family Guy. Okay. Can you pull it off? Uh... Oh, Brian, give me a piece of pie. I want some Cool Whip. <laughs> I hear we did that too. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Why are you yeah. putting put so much emphasis on the itch? I'm not. I'm saying Cool Whip. Say Cool. 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 Now say Whip. Whip. Now say Cool Whip. Cool, cool Whip. whip. <laughs> cool Whip. Cool Whip. Kind of like cool Whip. Cool Whip. You're eating hair. Human. Human. It's awesome. Say Human. Human. Okay. See? Everyone says it the same. It's funny. It's, it's okay. Much. It's all right. So we're back to you. Bye. All right. So... DT, Look his question's question. for you. Oh, wow. And this weekend is an awesome event coming up here locally called the CNY Pop Festival. Yes, I know about it. Shameless plug. 
for the shameless promoter sitting to my right. What cosplay Martin would you Scorsese? do? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what cosplay would you do for the CMY Pop Festival? No, Spider-Man. Or Venom. If I'm it, wearing a Venom if, shirt right If now. it was a completely judgment-free zone and people wouldn't run oh. away scared. I would do the fantastic California version of Ronald McDonald. <laughs> who's kind of like... Describe the character traits of that version. Donald Trump on acid while dressing up like a clown who just ate a burger that had mad cow disease. That took steroids. That took steroids. And played Duck Hunt as a child. Yes. Yes, that's, that pretty, be, that's pretty accurate. That would be my round of McDonald's! <laughs> yeah, that would be me. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And I want to meet that guy. That would be great. Awesome. I can't wait to see that on Sunday. I know, I'm excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach. All right. Dan, you should feel special. This one's also for you. Look at that. The next question is very simple. Okay. And it's from my boy, Drake. Okay. DT, do you love me? <laughs> I do. I do love right. you, Zach. And I love Drake. Oh, thank you. I appreciate I, I it. I do. I can feel the love in the room. Yeah, I think I love you more than Drake now. I don't know what happened. We've been working together for a while. So All right. There's love in the building. Good, good. My question. Who am I going to ask? Who am I going to ask? Who am I going to ask? Bunch. Okay. Bunch. Hmm. If you were tasked to write the next Ghostbusters movie. Okay. And it was a sequel to the original one and two. Okay. What would number three consist of? What it would consist of, you know, I'm probably going to have a slightly, uh, how do I want to put this? My thought on a part three of the original film kind of has to go back to the Ghostbusters and a story that was already kind of pre-written. This was something that has been talked about immensely amongst Ghostbuster fans and that is the Ghostbusters going to hell and I believe if I'm not mistaken Dan Aykroyd might have written a script it was called the Hellbent script and I thought the idea was phenomenal and really at the end of the day the third game or the new the video game that came back came out I think it was like 2009 I think it was released for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 that was literally Ghostbusters 3 to me. Like it was, a, it, it was perfect. The well, how well it was done. Okay. Hey, they all came back. They all acted their voices and everything. Bill, Dan, Harold, Ernie, you name it. They were all there. They all did their stuff. They all did their stuff. So cool. I mean, Ghostbusters go to hell somehow. Make their way back. I think it would be an interesting premise. Um, but given the circumstance to the the 2016 film, if we're going to move forward there, I want to see the universes collide. I think it would be cool. Okay, I so, like it. So I'm with it. So, I'm yeah. next for my question. Do you yes. have a follow-up to that? No, here's my thing. Okay. So, we all have one final question, but to, in the spirit of inclusion, we will we will each ask the other two people a question. So, okay. you will ask me and Zach, and we will go forward from there. Or okay. Zach and I, sorry, okay. proper English. So, Zach. You would think I know things as a broadcaster. We know you are typically geared around sports questions working with Dan in the past. Correct. So let's say you could play any sport and you have a superpower. What superpower would you have and what sport would you want to play without being caught? Without being what? Caught. caught. Cheating as a superhero. Oh, uh... Well, I would obviously play soccer. Okay, soccer is your uh, sport? Yes, it is. And what would the superpower... 
be that you have for uh, that game? Superpower, I would say the ability to fly. Because you know how you want to fly in soccer. Well, let me explain. Okay. So, so you know, sometimes you know what a corner kick is. Sure. You know, maybe just have the ability to like fly. You know, just to get it like a few inches higher to head the ball. All I can say is I'd love to see your post goal victory celebration. Victory the, flight. Victory <laughs> flight in this case. <laughs> That would be very intriguing to see. That would be awesome. We got some good goal celebrations. I, I well, I could imagine. It always reminds me of like if you could fly. You see a commercial. I don't even know what company it was. When but they the guy's, skid, yeah. He's skidding and he just keeps going around the whole arena. Yeah. But I can oh, see yeah. him flying doing that. Oh, the Geico commercial. Yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah. Oh, shameless but plug. I just. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like now being able to fly, going. you know, just for a few <laughs> inches higher. You know, that's something easy to hide. Okay. Okay, that works. That works. So short flight. Short yeah, flight. short flight. A short flight. I will extend the same question to you, Dan. What sport and what superpower if you couldn't get if you didn't get caught? Water polo, X-ray vision. Really? No. <laughs> that is very ingenious. Is there a professional water polo out there? I don't, I'm sure I, there is. Probably. I can't imagine it's the highest paying professional sport that you would. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. You don't want to waste that kind of a gift. On I, want, I wouldn't do any of that. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Hmm. You know, poker is considered a sport now, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yeah, this is... So if you had x-ray vision and you play poker, you win a lot of money. Yeah, this is tough. ESPN World Series poker. Yeah, yeah. What sport would I play with a superpower? I'd play football as the Flash. Okay. And you just have to dial it down a little bit. Just a little so that people don't get suspect or think that I drank a ton of Monster before. Or you, started. like... <laughs> vibrate through somebody. Oh, yeah, I phase. That would be problematic. Yeah, like you see Barry Sanders somehow break through a pile, I would just phase through the pile. The guy, I'd try to shake the guy off, he'd be on me, and I'd be like, okay, and I'd be like, and just go right through him. Oh, awesome. That'd be fantastic. Be, and then people would be like, what is that? And I'd be like, it's a glitch in the video game. And they're like, this is real life. Is it, though? Yeah. It could be Madden. Yeah. So I would phase. Yeah. Sorry, sure. it's it's just Fox's uh, production values. They're, they're having issues with their feet. And the ref's like, I saw it in real life. I'm like, did you, though? <laughs> did you? Did you, though? Yeah. So that's what I would do. All right, Mr. Bowden, you have two questions. Use them wisely. One for me, one for Bunch. Well, actually, it's going to be the same question. Okay. But... Both familiar with Star Wars, I'm assuming. Absolutely. All yes. right. So which Star Wars? So which Star Wars character do you most associate yourself with? Oh, I know for a bunch, it's Jar Jar Binks. I was actually thinking that <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> I was thinking that, and then I was thinking of your. I, I was going to try to do an impersonation, but for some reason, I kept thinking Mr. Chow. Yeah, here he was doing me. the impersonation. Yeah, I think of like Miso, but like yeah. I always think of like Miso Horn. Yeah, you can't do that one. I'm not going to. I'm not even going to go there. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but Miso Jar Jar. I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I, I mean Jar Jar. I'm just going to say because I feel very awkward answering this question right now. <laughs> so that kind of goes in line with Jar Jar. But if I wanted to be a particular character. I'd want to be Han Solo and get killed by my son. Kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking, I was like, I know Mason. <laughs> I don't know if I want him to kill you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Solo seemed to... I, I really liked the new Solo movie. I thought it was really well Yeah, done. you and I both liked it. And I appreciate, you know, Harrison Ford and all the original movies. And I just really... I think that I, I mentioned this before. Solo was one of my favorite characters from Star Wars. 
Yeah. So, All right. I have actually not had the opportunity to see the solo movie yet. It was fantastic, and we highly suggest that you go to your nearest theatrical yeah. place of retail establishment. <laughs> you know? You're trying to say theatrical theater, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you lost it. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. Let I, me drink I, my monster. I read your mind. <laughs> yeah, drink your monster and get some, get, you know, get some electrolytes back. We'll be okay. I'm answering this question now. Yes, sir. What Star Wars character is what? Do you most associate yourself with? BB-8. It's so easy. As I'm holding BB-8. Why? Because because orange, orange is the color of my hometown. Also because BB-8's a rolling soccer ball, and I like soccer. He's fun, and even though people don't know what to expect from him, his personality comes through. He's different, but and and very unique. So I would say that he's got a very balls out personality. Yeah. If I was, if I wasn't, he's very ballsy. If I wasn't BB-8, though, I would 100% be voiceless, nameless stormtrooper number five. That's pretty accurate. I, you know, I, <laughs> Dan, Dan took mine. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah, I, I would be that, or I would be uh, random, random person screaming. I would be that. No, I. Uh, yeah, I would say BB-8 because I love him. But uh, give me Luke Skywalker, or if I was a villain. I would 100% be Darth Maul. He's my favorite. Okay. There's nothing like Darth Maul, and that's what I like about him the most. Because he's super horny. Very horny. Yeah, super <laughs> horny all the time. Well, I, I'd be Jango Fett. So. You'd be Jango Fett. Because that means I'm the best bounty hunter there is. There you go. And I like the dual blaster action. So okay. Eric okay. would be the most Jar -Jar. hated character of all time. Yes. I would be a rolling ball, and you would be the most <laughs> notorious bounty hunter of all time. Yeah. Just uh, minus the deheading part. Can we be your sidekicks? I put the money on us. <laughs> <laughs> I put the money on the rolling soccer ball and Jar Jar Banks. Misa, Misa. Yeah, I, trip over, I trip over BB-8 and BB-8 flies in the yeah. air and smashes Django. I'd be like, and then Jar Jar would be, what do you mean that we have to pretend that we're being incognito? And then I'd have him like kick me around as a soccer ball as stormtroopers are walking by. And Mr. Bounty Hunter. So, oh I, have to, my I have to ask. I have to ask the, the Naboo soccer team. Yeah, <laughs> Naboo, you didn't. <laughs> there you go. That's a perfect team name there. I love it. So, okay, I got to ask you both. To, okay, if hmm, if you could take over any franchise, any company could be a restaurant, could be. A store, anything, and I'm gonna start with you, Zach. If you could, if you could become the CEO of any franchise, what would it be and why? An existing franchise. You pick anything, except for Adult World. It's a family show. Of course. I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything there, so. Uh, I'll take over Nike. Okay. Why? Just seems to kind of fallen behind Adidas in some areas, and you know, I give it a good kick in the rear to get back to the top where they so belong. So you help out Nike to get better. Absolutely. You mean you want Nike to start marketing for soccer teams again? Well, be back what they used to be for marketing the soccer team. Does Adidas really mean all day I dream about soccer? I never thought about it that sure. way okay. wow i always all thought right. it was something else that's pretty deep again this is a family, family show. show so leave yeah it all day i dream about sequins that's not what it means okay so sequin shirts yes oh nice you like them yes do you ever have okay does your wife ever wear sequin stuff you know dress or whatever 
Here and there. You realize that once a sequin falls off the dress, it's done. It, it will exist in that area forever. You will pick it up, you will throw it out, there will be two more where that one was left. <laughs> like my car, if Kate wears anything sequin, it's all over the place. It's in the car all the time. And you take them out and then they show up again. But they're very cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoy sequins. I do. Just have to send a message to Adidas and let them know. All day, all day I dream about sequins. Okay, Bunch, <laughs> what company would you take over? And why? 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 I would probably take over if I had the choice of anyone. Disney. I knew you were gonna say that. Because they own everybody. Well, eventually they are gonna own the entire United States. I, I'm <laughs> com completely convinced that they're gonna buy the entire Hawaii and Alaska. The entire country. What about Guam and Puerto Rico? I'm sure they probably managed to pull Virgin up. Islands. Well, you know, they want to keep people coming to the Disney parks, so they don't, want to, they don't want to discriminate. Okay. So they'll buy whatever they can buy. Whatever they can get their hands on, they'll get it, you know. Well, you realize that but with all the Disneys they have, Hong Kong, Shanghai, the Euro Disney and all that, I, if you connect them all together, maybe they are trying to remerge the continent into one continent. Very, take it all very interesting theory. That's a very interesting theory. And I just came but up with that. But the real reason why I okay. want to own Disney Company is because I could have a 24-365 pass, except for only Pierce, to Disney World. And you wouldn't have to pay for it. And I wouldn't have to pay a nickel. And you would, you would own everything. And I probably would get fired real quick and removed from my position. Why would you get fired? Well, I guess if I'm a CEO, I can't get fired, but I don't know. Because I'd be in the parks all the time. I'd be like just a kid hanging out. But I guess they do that now, right? Well, I mean, there's some companies that have absentee people. I like to be a CEO that actually does stuff. You know, let's, let's, uh, you know, to each his own, right? To each Everybody their own. has their own business. If I own Disney, the good news for me is I'm never going to own Disney. You could. So I'll be working. You could own Disney someday. Just remember me if you do. I'm just going to keep you a close friend. Yeah. So in the event, you can help me manage that transition. Yeah, to Disney. Yeah, because I know you have all the... the President, ends. CEO, all yeah. that good stuff. We'll get you ready. You'll we'll, be you'll hey, be the chief operating officer right behind I'll you. be the chief operating officer, head of fun. Yep. We need to change the whole cabinet. And then we'll, bring, we'll, bring, we'll bring Zach in as the chief music... The music producer. Producer. Yeah. But he's going to have to start taking some... He will only 80s. be... We can only make classes. we can only make movies based on characters from the two thousands forward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> music, you mean? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. The first the movies song, with music from two thousand yeah. forward. Okay. This live action of Pocahontas will feature Kiki. Do you love me? <laughs> <laughs> As it's gonna happen. So that is rapid fire here on Super Power Pop with DT and EB and EB. So and this is a very disconjoined episode. It's all good. We're having fun. <laughs> it's great. There's three of us. It's the three headed Massa. We're going to take a step aside. When we come back, you will hear my one-on-one -on -one conversation, very heartfelt and very meaningful, with Violet Ramis Steele, the daughter of Harold Ramis, who we know from so many movies, and not just as an actor, but as a director, as an inventor, as a creator, and the person that not only starred in Ghostbusters 1 and 2, but was also the writer of them, with Dan Aykroyd. Yep, yep. I, I, I already listened to the interview. It, I, I'm... 
speeches. We'll have to talk about it more here shortly. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about it after the break. We'll be back. So you will hear this breaking news. Then we will hear Violet Ramis Steele, who has a new book out, Ghostbusters Daughter, yep. Her Life with Harold Ramis. And then you will hear in more. bookstores now. Yes, in bookstores. And I'm going to shout out Barnes & Noble because I love Barnes & Noble. So you can buy it there. And also other bookstores, and I believe on Amazon and whatnot. So you'll hear from her. We'll take more breaking news. And when we come back from that, we will get into conversation following Violet Ray Steele. So stay tuned right here to Super Powered Pop with DT, EV, and ZB. Yeah! We'll be back. Hey, this is Frank Albertine, the owner of The Fourth Wall, 41 New Hartford Shopping Center, New Hartford, New York. The phone number is 315-922-7770. I kind of recognized a lot of the things that I see in myself, drive and passion. You have to have those two things to move through life. And, you know, I kind of, I've always been able to be a good judge of character, judging, you know, people that are like-minded and people that want to get things done and want things to go a certain way their way for the most part you know and i have always been able to recognize that in other people and i see what you're doing here with superpowered pop and i see what you're doing with everything about your life and everything that you've kind of talked about with me and everything with your show and all your current stuff that's great that you're doing and i really wanted to be a part of it Welcome here to Super Powered Pop with DT and EB. Eric Bunch not in studio with us today. He is a massive, massive Ghostbusters fan, as am I. I think he outdoes me, though, so I want to give a shout-out to Eric on that because I know he's been following this his whole life and it's part of my childhood as well. And with that being a part of our childhoods and so many across the world and, and even kids that are being born today whose parents will inevitably show them this movie now, it, it has a lot to do with our history and with kind of tradition that you have to watch Ghostbusters if you're a human on this planet. And Violet Ramis Steele is, is here with me today, obviously the daughter of Harold Ramis. And, and I'm so honored and so privileged to have Violet on the show. We're here to speak about her book and so much more. And obviously to speak about her everlasting memory and connection that she has with her father and that the community has built with Ghostbusters and of course Harold as well. So with that being said, Violet, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and and I wanted to I wanted to get started with you know, you growing up as as a kid, bring me into this because your your father Almost immediately with this Ghostbusters, his from the outside looking in, it, it was just a cult classic and people connected with it and it was part of their childhood. They connect with it today. They watch it all the time. Being a child inside of the house of someone who is one of these tremendous four characters, what was life like for you growing up? Um, I mean, it was pretty exciting. <laughs> um, I was on movie sets a lot as a as a young kid. My dad just sort of took me with him wherever he went, which was great. Um, Ghostbusters was the first movie that he made that um, anyone my age cared about. <laughs> um, you know, I had seen Caddyshack and Stripes and even Animal House Um far younger than I should have, but uh, most of my friends were not being exposed to those comedies. Um, so Ghostbusters was the first time I was in third grade um, where anyone that I knew was really excited about something that my dad was doing. And that was a great feeling. 
Um, he would come to pick me up from school and kids would sort of gather around him wanting to talk about the movie and special effects or have him sign their lunch boxes. And, you know, that was it was pretty great. And, and when you're around that, you know, when everybody is just kind of enthralled by everything and, and you're you're the kid, you're the daughter. How did you handle all of that? I know you said being on the movie sets and all that's fun and being exposed to these movies sooner than, than you know, other people that you knew were exposed to them. But when you're in this life, it, was it ever overbearing or too crazy? Or how did you how did you handle that? Because, you know, not every kid, very rarely are there children in this world who are looking up at their dads who who have thousands and thousands of people taking pictures and screaming and asking for autographs. How did you handle that life and... and did it ever get really crazy to you? Um, well, I, I mean, it wasn't thousands, <laughs> um, you know, and, and he was, he was such a down to earth guy, um, you know, that he sort of um, modeled that for me. So I was more like, all right, enough. You find the lunchboxes. Let's go home, make me a snack. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it was, it was what he did and he loved doing it, but it wasn't, you know, uh, I would say the defining thing of his relationship with me, certainly, or, you know, with his family generally. Um, and, and the truth is he was, um, sort of my rock. I mean, no matter what craziness was going on, um, in terms of where we were or what his work was, I mean, he was always there and very consistent. So that sort of just allowed me to see the circus for what it was and, uh, not necessarily get caught up in it. And, and Violet, like you had said, you know, my father was there. It wasn't the defining thing about him. He was present in my life. When when there is that, you know, connection to the movie world and, and acting and, and writing and, and everything that your father was so blessed to do and, and to bestow upon the world, when, when you were sitting around the dinner table, describe to me your dad and just what you take away the most from him. What what memories kind of stick out the most? Because I know in writing this book, you you had to kind of reflect and, and find those pieces that made sense to put into this book. So what are those memories that truly described Harold Ramis as your father, not just the actor, obviously, but your dad? Yeah, I mean, well, we never sat around a dinner table, first of all, <laughs> or <Okay>. very rarely. <laughs> um, it was a little more uh, every man for himself in that way. I mean, he would fix me something and then he would sort of uh, hunch over the sink eating like a steak with his hands. <laughs> um, we had definitely an unconventional family when I was young. Um, my mom is an artist and he was obviously, you know, um, not consumed by his work, but he was busy with it. And a lot of his friends, you know, were also writers and actors and comedians, a lot of people from Second City and SCTV. Um, so there were a lot of funny smart people around all the time um you know it, it wasn't it didn't seem unusual to me at the time because that was just my normal um but you know he was always happy to play with me he was very um engaged and wanted you know to make me happy and he would do little you know characters um like a hairdresser when it was time to brush my hair or a shoe salesman when we were trying to get ready to go. Um, you know, he was a lot of fun and it wasn't like it is now so much where parents sort of built their world around the kids. I mean, I was just sort of along for the ride with him and, and he always was making sure I was okay, but it wasn't, uh, it was definitely his world. <laughs> 
And and like you said, he you know to take on characters and and do what he needed to do in this unconventional style. Did you have a favorite character, or favorite moments that stick out when you do reflect on your father? Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe not. I mean, they're all kind of favorites, which is why, um, you know, even though the book was writing the book was an emotional experience, it it wasn't difficult because we really were so close and shared so much together that um. You know, I mean, my whole life with him is my favorite. Um, you know, we got to travel and and do a lot of, you know, activities that most people never have a chance to do. So in that way, I feel very fortunate. But also just, like you said, the downtime, sitting around doing nothing, him playing his guitar, um, or showing me a favorite movie of his. I mean, you know, those are the things that maybe don't stand out so much, but that's what really gives me that, like, warm, fuzzy feeling about him. And you say like some of his favorite movies he would show you. What what were some of the favorites that he would sit down with you? Oh, I mean, he loved the Marx Brothers and um, Mel Brooks and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of a blank right now. But, you know, he gave a great talk um, at the Chicago Humanities Festival, um, I think in 2009. And it's on YouTube and it's just him talking about all his favorite comedies and you know sometimes I just it's an hour of him talking I just put it on while I'm doing stuff around the house just to hear his voice and hear him laughing um, it's like one of those treasures that makes me so glad that you know he did have this public life because now I have all these artifacts of him that I can keep going back to speaking here with Violet Ramis Steele daughter of, of Harold Ramis and, and Violet like you just mentioned it the fact that, you know, when when somebody passes away and we try to, when I, you know, I was six years old in 1992, both of my grandfathers passed away in the same year, and you try to hear those voices and remember those faces. But for you, it, it is that beauty that, you know, you can go to the archives, you can go on YouTube, you can go to movies and you can see your dad and hear your dad. And yes, he might be playing a role here or speaking about this there, but you have the beauty of even as your memory might remember this and not remember that you can, you can always find him somewhere. And, and, and for that experience to speak on that a little bit deeper, just what that means to you that, you know, on a random Saturday when it's raining outside and you're sitting in the house that you can go and find something of of your father and you can hear his voice again. And, And like you said, you can, you can hear him laugh. You can hear his thoughts. You can hear what matters to him. Yeah. I mean, it means so much and obviously it's not, I mean, I would trade it all in a second to have, you know, the actual him back. But um, since that's not possible, I mean, it's 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 really um, amazing to to know that he's always there. And I think that honestly, you know, the love that people have for Ghostbusters and the fact that there are Ghostbusters groups all over the country, all over the world, who just, you know, really love the movie and want to carry it on. Um you know, as, as long and as broadly as possible. I mean, that's such a comfort um, to be able to connect with these people who just, you know, really have a, a place for him in their heart, too. So it makes me feel you know, a lot less alone in that way. And, and when you when you have that, I mean, obviously, you that was your dad, but to so many people all across the world, he has such a great meaning, even though they've they've never met him, they've never shaken his hand, they've never... So when when you see that now that that he is he has passed on and they're here and, and you're here and there's these events and these different opportunities that come about 
do you, you know, and like you said, you feel that connection in that community, but how is that? How is that experience? And did they welcome you in with open arms from day zero? I mean, how, how do you take the Ghostbuster family? Was it always kind of an extended family to you? Um, it, it really wasn't. I mean, while my dad was alive, I, I just wasn't aware of um, sort of the extent that this community had, had risen up around the movie. I think um, when the 2016 Ghostbusters came out, um, you know, there was obviously a very a, a dark side to that. Um, and the first thing that sort of um, pushed me into the public world was I wrote an essay um, about the new Ghostbusters and how, you know, I was embracing it and I think my dad would want people to embrace it. Um, and from there, you know, people sort of said, oh, well, <laughs> great. Like, we, we don't have Harold, but at least now we have Violet and um, I don't, you know, pretend to speak for him, but I do feel like my personal and private life with him um, does give me insight into, you know, sort of things that he may think or feel or, you know, things that he said that I can sort of um, reflect on um, in current situations. So, you know, from then on, people just really um, have been so kind and generous and supportive of everything. And like you said, people who have never met him um, just feel like he had this wonderful impact on their lives and, and like he gave people so much joy which he did I mean so that's a great legacy to be able to um, just help keep going which is what I want to do and you made the statement speaking here with Violet Ramis Steele uh, about Ghostbusters 2016 quote the new movie is not the original and it's not trying to be give it a chance and go see it or don't that's fine in the spirit of my dad and his love for movies and comedy above all I'll be there for Ghostbusters 2016 opening weekend. You also said, let's not restrict the Ghostbusters universe from extending as far and wide as it possibly can. Let's be generous and make room for all of the visions and interpretations of what Ghostbusters can be, end quote. So we know what Ghostbusters, the original, and Ghostbusters 2, and and everything that that was, and, and, and what it means to the fans, and Ghostbusters, like you said, 2016, there was a dark side, and, and Robin Shelby's been here on Super Powered Pop, you know, for the Slimer side of things, and, and being connected to this universe, and, and her feelings on it, and how she stepped out and said, hey, you know, let's, if we're going to have opinions, let's still respect each other. What can you say now a couple years off of Ghostbusters 2016 that you've taken away the most of this, not reimagining of it, but this new chapter, next chapter, so to speak? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think that the way that people sort of um, rallied around that film after the ugliness really says a lot. And I think it, it also inspired even more creativity um, and interpretation. And, you know, there's comic books um, and graphic novels, maybe not novels, but um, projects, you know, where the worlds all sort of collide. And and I just think, you know, that's really great. And I, I'm sorry that, you know, Paul Feig and, and the cast had to go through what they went through. Um, but, you know, I hope that they, you know, also feel like they've contributed something really, really important to the, to the Ghostbusters world because they did. And, and that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, if your father was, was here in this moment, do you feel that he could find some appreciation for, 
for what Ghostbusters 2016 was and, and what happened? Could you see him in embracing it, so to speak? Uh, I mean, yes, and, you know, I don't think it probably would have happened the same way had he been alive. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's sort of an impossible thing to answer. But, yes, I certainly do think that he would have been, you know, honored and very pleased that people just want to, you know, keep sort of riffing off this great idea that he and Dan um, had and that, you know, Ivan and Bill and Ernie and all of the cast, you know, really you know, brought it to life. And I think that that can just keep living on in, in as many ways as possible. And not just being an actor, but, you know, being like you said, having that creation, you know, to to bring these characters to life. It's hard to believe in 2018 that somebody created these characters and they weren't just always around because it's become such reality to so many people and, and I want to get to that in a minute but for Dan Aykroyd and, and for your father Harold uh, to, to put this together and to make Ghostbusters Ghostbusters 2 and like you said if, if your father was still around then you know maybe it, it wouldn't have happened the same way because you know I'm sure he'd probably want some involvement in the writing or the creation of this because this you know this was a baby of his as well so when you when you know that you know, your father wasn't just a Ghostbuster, but he brought these characters to life. Just as you see the world now, I mean, he, I can say from the outside looking in, he, he seems like somewhat of a genius with, with the things that not just Ghostbusters, but in general that he, you know, wrote down and brought to reality or acted out. But you're his daughter. I mean, this genius of him that will withstand the test of time. To, to speak on that a little bit, that it wasn't just, hey, I'm playing this role. It's, hey, I made this role that I'm going to be playing and, and I get to live in this world now. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say I agree with you completely. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think he was a genius too. And, um, and not just because he could make people laugh, which, you know, is not always easy, but because he could make people think and, and feel things. And he was um, a seeker. He was very interested in history and philosophy and science and psychology and he brought all of that to the things that he did even if it wasn't apparent at the forefront it was you know there was a subtext there were themes um he put his his heart and soul into everything he did so um in that way i think that's why these things last and have become the classics that they are um because that matters i mean Yes, fart jokes can be funny, but, you know, at the end of the day, there has to be something a little bit more. And and that's something a little bit more before I let you go, speaking here with Violet Ramis Steele. To, you brought up the world, this, this ever-expansive universe of, of Ghostbusters, and my co-host Eric Bunch, you know, he had asked me in his absence to speak on this because he is part of the Ghostbusters of Central New York. And he helped bring this group to fruition. And and for him, it's you know he builds the he builds his own proton packs. He puts it together and he puts on the garb and he's got the bunch patch and he's you know ready and raring to go. And and this is something that that means a lot to him. When you see that people aren't just dressing up as your father, but they're dressing up as themselves as Ghostbusters, taking it one step further. Speak with me on that a little bit. I mean, that's one of the things that I love the most about it um, is that, you know, they're not imitating the actors. They're making it their own. Um, And I just think that's so beautiful. Um, 
I, you know, I was lucky enough to spend some time with the Buffalo Ghostbusters over last weekend, and I've met some people from the New Jersey Ghostbusters, and when I was in California, there were some people that showed up, and I just, you know, I just am really impressed with um, all of the things that they do, you know, for their communities. I just sent a book to the Alberta Ghostbusters to raffle off um, for a fundraiser they're doing for a children's hospital. I mean... What a great thing um, to do all of this wonderful work and to, you know, have this community and camaraderie in the spirit of Ghostbusters. I just can't think of a greater compliment. And and not only with, with having the Ghostbusters, but what they do, you know, and, and I know the Ghostbusters of Central New York, a big part of what they do is, is raising money for charity and, and helping yeah. people. And, and like they said, you know, some people may believe in ghosts, some people may not, but we all have... We all have our ghosts or our demons or our fights to have and, and, you know, be it somebody fighting cancer or someone, you know, in the hospital fighting for their life as, as a baby, you know, for, for the work that they do with children's hospitals and whatnot, whatever it may be and whatever we're fighting, be it a, a abuse or the color of our skin or an act or a disease or whatever is going on. You know, that's what he had said. He said, could you ask Violet about the fact that, you know, we really do try to help people fight their quote unquote ghosts and quote unquote demons. And what, it, you know, what does that say to you about the Ghostbuster community that it's not just about dressing up and it's not just about feeling like a Ghostbuster. It's about helping people know that whatever battle they're fighting, they're never going to be alone. And and there is light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, I mean, it just makes me so happy to, to know about that stuff um, and to know that people really, you know, sort of get it on a, on a deeper level, like we were talking about. I mean, yes, it's funny, it's cool, you know, it was the 80s, but like, you know, it is sort of spawned this um, movement almost, and it, it really seems overwhelmingly like a movement for good. Um, and so, you know, I'm just really happy i love meeting people and you know hearing what the movie meant to them and what these communities have have meant to them and the work they've done i just think it's really really great and and before we let you go two final things here for violet ramus steel we appreciate you being here on super powered pop one of the things that, that came out in, in the book that you got into a little bit here is that before your father passed away that the relationship with bill murray was was brought to some peace and you know we talk about you know, don't don't live the in the world with regret. Don't leave this world with regret. What can you say about about that instance and about this relationship? Because they're Ghostbusters forever. But outside of that, you know, there was a friendship that was strained at times. And before your father passed away, I know that there was the conversation about finding some some peace with that. So just what you can say to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they were friends for a long time. Um, they made you know, some incredible work together. And then, um, you know, they, they took, they went their separate ways for about 20 years. Um, and, and it was hard for my dad, I know. And, you know, I, I don't know what it was like for Bill, but they were able to, um, make their peace at the end. And Bill came, you know, when my dad was sick. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that, that they were able to get that closure. Um, I think whatever their relationship was and, and then wasn't, um, they left behind, you know, a great body of work that brings a lot of people joy and happiness. And I feel like ultimately that is the most important thing. 
And the final piece of all of this and bringing that joy and that happiness, continuing to tell the story, your book, Ghostbusters Daughter, Life with My Dad, Harold Ramis. Why bring it out? Why have it here with us now? Why have a, t- a tangible account from your point of view? What what made this a reality for you? What was What made this something that you just felt like you needed to do, you wanted to share and put out there? Um, well, a, a couple reasons. Um, one being that um, before he got sick, my dad and I talked about writing a book together about parenting. Um, you know, he had his sons from his second marriage and I had small children and, you know, I was just asking him a lot of questions and we realized that, you know, we'd had a pretty interesting um, life and, and that maybe, you know, we could turn it into something about parenting for a larger group. Um, we never got to do that, unfortunately. Um, and after he died, I, I just felt like I needed for myself to try to remember every single thing I could about him. So in my journal, I just started writing down, you know, words, memories, I tried to go, you know, from my earliest memories every year, all the things I could think of, you know, laughs that we shared, or even fights, and, you know, good times and bad. And then, you know, as people were reaching out to me after his passing, um, I, I, I realized that they were also feeling this huge sense of loss. And, and we all wanted more of him. And I felt like I was sort of in a unique position to be able to, to give that to people because I had had, you know, such so many years with him. Um, and, and we were so close that I just thought, um, well, you know, if anybody even, is interested in this, which, you know, obviously they were interested in him, but nobody knew who I was, then I just feel like I can tell my story and it will give people a sense of who he was from my perspective. And and that's a gift. And, and obviously something special to have. And, and in that way of knowing him, they can get to know you better and get to know this, this world beyond, which I you know, I think because, you know, when people watch movies, I think it's easy to say, you know, I know Harold or I know Bill or I know, you know, and I know Ernie, I know Dan. But but you truly knew the man, you knew the person, you knew the father, you knew the guy that would make you laugh. And, you know, you knew somebody who was brushing your brushing his teeth next to you or, you know, like you, you had the reality that is uh, far beyond anybody else's. So I, I think it's on behalf of everybody that that we say thank you that you were willing to tell the story. Well, thank you for, for, you know, for keeping him alive in the way that you do by talking about him and honoring him and, um, you know, keep watching those movies. <laughs> we obviously will. And, and, and Violet, I appreciate it so very much. I, I hope that this is the open door to have you on here plenty of more times on the show because we'd love to have you back. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks again so much for having me. Hey, this is Frank Albertine, the owner of the Fourth Wall, 41 New Hartford Shopping Center, New Hartford, New York. The phone number is 315-922-7770. I always wanted to kind of create my own vision of a store. Basically, that's what I did here was kind of took a lot of influence from these local comic book stores or stores that I've been to in big cities and kind of put my own twist to it. When I thought about naming the store, you know, I bounced a couple different ideas around and I realized, you know, what better name than breaking the fourth wall because that's really what I believe we do here is we break that sense of reality because we are so different. You could come in here 
seven days a week and seven days a week here to be shocked and surprised and see new items and see different things it's not just comics it's not just pops it's not just pop culture it's everything under the sun for any collector and you don't even have to really be a collector you just have to enjoy having something of your own we have something for everyone and if we don't have it we can get it we carry stuff that no one carries I have stuff in here that no one else has. I have stuff in here that you're not going to see anywhere else. I plan to be here for a long time. I put everything, you know, that I am into the store, and I try to keep the store ever-changing so that it's never something stale. You're never going to walk in here and feel like, oh, you know, I've seen that thing a hundred times, or, oh, you know, I've seen that thing so many other places. So the turning point for me was just realizing that I thought I was finally ready to take what I knew and what I know and what I had and kind of put it in just a big location for everybody to enjoy. Welcome back here to Super Powered Pop with DT and EB. And today's special, ZB. We're all here with you hanging out. You heard our rapid fire where we all asked each other a series of questions that nobody was prepared for or knew about. We went into breaking news, and within after that, we had Violet Ramis Steele, the daughter of Harold Ramis, who obviously wrote and starred in Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, and did so much more throughout his life, including being the father that he was to Violet Ramis Steele and will always be. And it was, a, it was a tremendous story. It was tremendous. It was amazing just hearing her describe her dad and, and some of the, uh, the memories she had of him. And it's funny, you know, I, and I think it just goes as a testament for his ability to act and, you know, really, how do I want to say this? We could see him, the way she described him doing things, certain activities. I could totally see him doing that. Yeah. Everything she said. And it's just really easy to visualize that because we've seen him on so much, uh, you know, on screen so many times and what have you. So yeah. I think it was amazing. Um, obviously, I'm, you know, a little, uh, how do I want to say it, um, you know, biased to Harold Ramis being such a huge Ghostbusters fan. But um, I, I'm glad that she was able to, you know, come on the show and, and talk to you. And I wish I could have been there. Uh, that would definitely would have been a great uh Well, you heard me shamelessly plug you. Yes, you did. You did shamelessly plug me, which I'm grateful for. But Multiple times. I, and, the question that, and the questions that you wanted to ask that, that I asked on your behalf, because I was in studio and Eric couldn't be with me in studio that day, the questions that I posed to her, she had actually set up, not even knowing it, because of the things that we were talking yeah, about, yeah. about the Ghostbusters family and dressing up, and not just dressing up as Harold, you know, not not dressing up like her dad, but to essentially dress up like a Ghostbuster and put your own be name yourself. on the patch and be yeah. yourself, but you're a Ghostbuster yeah. too, and then to talk about, you know, how Ghostbusters help you fight your own demons, your ghosts, the battles that you have, and, and that the Ghostbusters of today, like yourself, Eric's a part of the Ghostbusters of Central New York, who we love, and will be at the CNY Pop Festival. You help people fight cancer and fight, you know, other diseases that go on, you know, whether it's a child or an adult, or, you know, people fight depression, they fight abuse. There's so many things that people are going up against them, obviously right? you know we try to help any cause we can mm -hmm. you know we being the ghostbusters of central new york and i think a lot of people have a misconception for what a lot of these ghostbusters franchises do out there because they do more of course costuming is you know the biggest part of it but yeah. to a lot of these ghostbusters fans um they're taking something that they love that they have you know 
it, it's, it's, this movie's left such a positive impact on their life. Now they're taking that positivity and their love of the movie and turning it into something even more positive and helping give back to their communities and help give back to, to people in need and, and, and what have you. And, and again, I think it, people don't realize it's so much more than just dressing up as a Ghostbuster and running around. Don't get me wrong, that's definitely a nice added benefit for us Ghostbuster fans that love running around pretending like we're five years old. Yeah. But it's so much more than that. It's really trying to leave a positive impact on your community. And, and and there's a lot of people out there to that point you had mentioned, and I know this goes back to my question that I had you ask, Violet, they're fighting their own ghosts, their own demons, their mm -hmm. own their own problems in life. And they got nowhere to go. And so you know, you know, we do whatever we can to help and if we're in a situation where we can, you know, we're more than happy to uh to help people out. So Well and the thing is the the, the famous question, who are you gonna call? And it's just knowing that, you know, in any of our lives Whoever we are, wherever we are, who are you going to call? You're always hoping that you not only have the answer to that question, but that person will pick up. Yep. We so, can't. We can't help everybody, but if we're in a position where you know we have the ability and it and it meets with our personal lives, because unfortunately we all have families and kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we we're all we're all for helping if we can. If we can make it work, we're. We're more than happy to do so. so. Well, and the thing is, we can all be Ghostbusters. Yes. Just by helping yes, people. Yes, everybody can be a Ghostbuster. Yeah. There's no question. So. Yeah, and I love it. So, who are you going to call? And, and Violet, if you're listening, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, and, and Violet, awesome. I meant what I said. definitely want to have her back. Yeah. So, just a soothing, calm, just sweet. I mean, the friend, Violet, I, I'm great. How are you? Yeah. Like, it was just such Very a relaxed. nice. relaxed. I was like, if I'm ever having a bad day, can I just be like, do you have a recording you can right, do? <laughs> so, right, right. You know, or you could just be like, you're all good. It's going to be great. Now, she was very calm and wonderful. And, and the part about, you know, her brushing her teeth next to her dad and, you know, the fact that she knew him better than everybody else, it, it was, you know, that part where I felt like she, you know, got deep into the emotion and the appreciation of that. And then that, you know, it well, really touched me. As a father, you know, when she was describing her dad, like, Helping her put her shoes on and pretending to be a shoe salesman or, or what have you. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of, I'm like, that kind of resonated with me, especially now that I'm a dad, you know. Yeah. So it just, again, and I could visualize Harold Ramis doing it, which is even more awesome. It's, it's just funny. I could see him in his in his uh, comedy demeanor, uh, you know, how he, Yeah. you know, I could just see him goofing around with her. And, and, and you know what? And I got to give credit to Ghostbusters 2016, which, you know, you heard... Um, I spoke with Violet yep. Ramis still about, and the one thing I really liked about it is that the the Egon was Kate McKinnon. Yep. And I thought that her wackiness and goofiness and comedic timing was something that I really liked. And I, you know, I, I just thought because you could see her and say, "Okay, that's Egon," but it, I just I liked the way that she did it. Yeah, I, I, I liked her comedy. Not to discredit what you're saying, I look, I have observed those four characters and i felt like each of those characters had flex of each of the original ghostbusters oh yeah there wasn't a direct correlation i see they what you're saying of each. because obviously jillian holtzman kate's uh character definitely had more of an egon look to her yeah and she built but the equipment and moments. stuff like that but because i think leslie jones i mean her her comedy was you know like yeah she didn't remind you of of ernie hudson 
You know, no, no it's just her comedy because she is she's a a loud comedian. If you ever seen her stand up, she's very loud. She's very like in your face. Well, I felt I like she's Ernie hilarious. Hudson like more correlated with Jillian, Jillian, or excuse me, Jillian Holtzman, Aaron Gilbert, um, which was uh, forgive me, uh, I the name eludes me. Melissa McCarthy, not Melissa, not Melissa McCarthy, not Melissa. Oh, Kristen Wiig, Chris, yeah. Kristen Wiig's yeah. character. Um, I felt like you know in terms of just kind of a. A mellow demeanor. She was a little bit more quirky than than obviously Winston. Yeah. But and the question was like, um, who was who was the Bill Murray? You know, I didn't really feel like tough. there was a I Bill Murray. I don't think there. Well, Bill Murray was Bill Murray, right? Because <laughs> he was actually in the movie. Yeah. But no, I, I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I I think those four characters, the girls specifically, you know, they all had little flecks. I think of all of the original yeah, they guys, pieces, yeah. and um, you know they did they did a good job. It was tough what they were up against. They they right. they had a very tall order to fill. And, Absolutely. Um, you know they 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 did what they could. Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing is that Harold will always live on, and that's you know as Violet so eloquently put it, you know Ghostbusters obviously it's it's huge now, and she had no idea that it was becoming that, but. Harold Ramis is 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 and should always be known for Harold Ramis. Absolutely. And yes, he was a Ghostbuster, but he was so many more things. And you know, above all, he was a, he was a good father. Yes. You know, yes. Violet describes him very lovingly, which which makes you believe that you know, even when he was eating his steak over the over the sink and whatnot, that you know they had those moments of the shoe salesman and being a hairdresser and all that stuff. And you know, the fact that she said that. Her and her dad wanted to write a parenting book together, and they never got to. Yeah. So this was kind of her way of. It goes without sharing. saying, and you know, anytime is, and again, me going back to being dad. If you ever, you know, if you look back on your life and your kids can write a book about you, you know, you did okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Hopefully it's a good book. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like something yeah. about my father's Charles Manson. Okay, maybe don't write that. <laughs> no, maybe don't write that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what I meant by that. No, so. absolutely, and and, so. I, and I I thank Violet for writing this book because her dad will live on even more now. Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you to Violet, and thank with, you, Violet. Thank you very much, and, and we appreciate it. With with this final segment, it's for your amusement. So every show we obviously have a, a different topic that we do on Super Powered Pop. And in the beginning, we always have rapid fire. At the end, we always have for your amusement. Well, for your amusement could be anything. It could be amusement parks, rides that we want, games that we want, whatever amuses us. And in the world of amusement, we have Disney and we have 20th Century Fox. So I feel that this for your, for your amusement fits perfectly to speak on this Disney-Fox merger now that the shareholders accepted it. And after they did, it was ultimately accepted by the government. Yep. Is it a monopoly a million yes, times? Yes. yes. Disney's more than a monopoly. I mean, if you looked at all the channels that Disney owned on your basic cable, it would blow your mind. And now Disney owns National Geographic through this deal. They're FX. they're taking a bunch of money through. Uh, they're taking all their movies off of Netflix, starting with Captain Marvel will not be on there and whatnot. They won't have Toy Story four and all that. And Finding Dory is already off of Netflix. So as Disney prepares for their own streaming service. Disney flicks and whatever yeah, they call does it. Does this mean they're going to take Moana off? Taking More everything than likely, off. Yeah. All of it's coming off. But here's the thing. That's like, depressing. I, I, there's a lot of content on Netflix, obviously. Yeah. Clearly. Well, Netflix trying to make original programming so that they don't have to worry about having to buy. They said that the Disney deal was costing them three, over $300 million That's to have crazy. the rights to everything. So this Disney deal was $73 billion was, I think, 
the it was over the 70 million. Yeah, the original was like around 60. Then Comcast came in, and Comcast didn't get me started because Comcast bought NBC and NBC bought Universal. So it was like all kinds of a monopoly because it was Universal, then NBC Universal, then Comcast bought that, and Comcast put the NBC Peacock and whatever. So with Disney, they had to keep upping the ante, and they went over $70 billion to buy this. It's going to be interesting to see. Must be nice to have that money. Yeah, without question. Um, and not even really think about it for that point. Um, obviously, the stockholders put thought into this. But you know what I'm trying to say. It's just, it just seems like this transition was too easy in a certain extent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think there was talks that people weren't expecting this kind of a deal to go through until like late 2019. Yeah. And here we are talking about it now. I think... I, I'm just really excited to see X-Men, Fantastic Four, all those characters come into the MCU, and now we can get a nice, sustainable universe yeah. with everything Marvel. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think that it's great. that The big thing is, is in Monopoly, yes. Does it make Disney, the rich, getting richer? Does it make them more powerful? Absolutely. Who really, deep down, is offended by that, though? Well, that's the thing is, business-wise, it's insanity. Yeah. Monopoly is not supposed to be allowed in this country. That's been jumped over. But as a Marvel fan, I'm a giddy little child. I yeah. mean, that's just, I, that's just how, how I feel it about it. Like, Marvel-wise, it's just like... The X-Men are coming home. Fantastic Four is coming home. Fantastic Four is beings, the Silver Surfer and Galactus, and the Celestial Beings, and Deadpool. Everybody's coming home. In addition to that, they're picking up, if I'm not mistaken, Avatar. Yes. Which is huge because obviously Pandora being in Animal Kingdom, now it's full ownership. And they still have to do movies two through six. Yeah. Which they're filming back to back to back to back to back. Well, I Two, know. three, four, five, and six, or two, three, four, and five, whatever it is. But they haven't had an Avatar movie in over a decade, and now they're looking to have... Five, at least six movies. Yeah, at least four <laughs> film now Jeez. together. Well Did you see Avatar Zach? Yes, I did. Okay. Did you I, did you like it? I did. When you have James Cameron as your director, there's not much that's gonna go wrong. You know, James Cameron not only has some of the highest grossing movies of all time, but he also has the highest gross some of the highest grossing movies of all time that are the longest movies of oh, all yeah. time. Titanic was four hours. Avatar felt like it was about four hours. Yeah. So, it's funny, when they show Avatar on FX, it'll say, Avatar starting at 9 p.m., and then it ends at 1. Like, that's yeah, how it yeah. feels. It just keeps going. Still don't get how Leo DiCaprio did not win an Oscar for his role in Titanic. That's such a good movie. Still don't get it. Taking it to Titanic, are we? Yeah, we're going to take it to Titanic. Yep. Is that a, f a Fox-owned property, Titanic? Might be. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Think of it then it's acceptable for this conversation. <laughs> then it's acceptable. We'll allow it. But Disney has FX now. Yeah, and F that's and crazy. FX is going to be. FX has the movies. They do. And the thing is, <laughs> FX is known to get a little dirty. And FX has been playing straight out of Compton unedited. Mm. So I don't know how Disney's going to work with that. Well, I think. I, and by the way, if you haven't seen Straight Out of Compton, Go see Straight Outta Compton. I, I think, speaking of unedited... You haven't seen Straight Outta Compton. You're a rap fan who doesn't know Coolio, and you don't... I can't with you. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. But you know Ice Cube. 
I was going to try to I, scoot past this. I haven't seen Straight Outta Compton either yet, so don't feel bad. Okay. I'm just Thank you, it. Eric. You're welcome. Thank I'm, you. I'm leaving, guys. I'm sorry. No, I'm all chaos day. good. Trying to get out of here. We'll, we'll finish the show with What is Get out of here. Get out of here. Cool. Yeah. I just haven't taken the time to see it yet. We've had Me other neither. movies that... Do you know Bone Thugs and Harmony? Nope. Oh, my good. Now that's where... That's, right. We're both leaving. Okay. Finish the show, Zach. <laughs> Zach, have a good night. <laughs> okay. Just close up. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Oh my God. Crossroads, come on. You don't know Crossroads? I'm sorry, man. I definitely there. I pretty, I pretty much just watch a lot of sports, man. Oh my Disney. Bone Thugs and Biggie. He, you know Biggie. Of course I know. You Biggie. know Tupac. Of course. Run DMC. Not really. What is happening? All the stuff you listen Run to DMC. now would not exist without these people. Run DMC, Cooley. Oh my God. Sorry, man. I don't know about you, but let's go back 10, 15 years. There's no new edition. Wasn't there more? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You know Boys to Men? Not a big fan, but I do know of them. You know of them. I don't you don't think... know new edition, though? No. Bobby Brown? Sort of. Sort of. I jump off a cliff. I'm going to do it. I don't want to do it. I love myself too much. What is happening? I don't know. What? I say we just move on from this because this me is sad. very painful. It makes, it makes me so sad. We're 12 years apart. 12. What happened in 12 years? It's a dozen. And that's a what lot. I was about to say. I, I think, was there more of a focus when we were growing up on like classic music and like listening to stuff that was before our time? Or is it just because everything's on demand, you just listen to whatever you want? You want to know where stuff came from, though. Well, I was always intrigued. You want to know who inspired Panda, 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 Panda? <laughs> <laughs> where did you get your And the Marshmallow Man, whatever the freak his name is. <laughs> Just Marshmallow. Just Marshmallow. Whatever. You did say, though. Maybe, that we're, that maybe you, we're the weird ones because we don't know Panda. No, Panda, no, Panda, Zach Panda. did say something that was wonderful. He said, Selena, and I'm not talking about Gomez, the original Selena. Okay. God bless yeah. you for that. The great, great movie, by the way. Yeah. Very good. Who was in that movie? It played her, played Selena. J Lo. There you there go. You go. See the funny thing. See, is, I'm not I, I if you ask him about any singers that have been around for a long time that he considers attractive, he remembers. Oh hey now, that is not where I was going with that. <laughs> J Lo. What was the other one? What did you? Was it Beyonce? I guess. Who was? It? Who was the one that you said? Oh oh yeah. Wifey number one. Oh, who was geez. that? Lil Kim. <laughs> Do you know who Lil Kim is? Please I've, tell me. I've heard of her. I don't. Do you know, know the locks? The what? The locks. locks. No. Oh my god. About a good rap. Do you know? Do you know Mace? Not really. I'm gonna. I, I am. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you don't know M A Dollar Signy? Come on. Don't know what? Mason Betha. Feel so good. Bad boy. Bad boy for um, life. Bad, bad. Do you know Diddy? Of course I know Diddy. Oh my god. Do you know I need a girl? Do you know Loon? I have that song on my phone. Okay. Do you know R. Kelly? He knows R. Kelly. <laughs> yes, I, I know R. You know his hit single, Piano? <laughs> Probably not going to listen to it if it's named that. That was Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it was Dave Chappelle. That was Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle made that. Do you know who Dave Chappelle is? No. No, just yeah, kidding. I, I do, I do. <laughs> we would have to just pull the plug out of the phone. Oh, yeah. We'd have to leave. Yeah. That'd be sad. Do you know Robin Williams? Yes. Okay, thank you. Wish he was still here. Good answer. Yeah, he's finding a way back into my heart now. I said that I loved you in segment number one. I don't know how I feel in segment number segment number three. It's hurting. I think, so, I think we should just So for 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 my amusement, yeah. let's move on. Yeah. So so okay, so the Disney Fox merger. Let's expand this out. 
Do you know so, that? But you know Disney doesn't own all their properties still. Disney doesn't own all of Marvel. Not all of it. Because they don't own Spider-Man. Correct. They don't own Venom, and they don't own the entire Spider-Verse, which... That's the reason why Venom's still Sony. Well, my thing is, all my Spider-Man fans out there, the Spider-Verse is vast, and it has Spider-Pig, and we're going to move past that one, but it also has Spider-Man Noir, which is also the name of a cologne, right. Noir. So they have that, they have... Miles Morales as Spider-Man. They have Peter Parker as Spider-Man. The Scarlet Spider, which is my fave. Mm -hmm. Venom. So much. Anti-Venom. So they still don't own the rights to that. And they don't own the rights for a standalone movie for The Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Oh, so right. the Hulk yeah. and Spider-Man and all of Spider-Verse and Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery is still with Sony. Okay. And, well, and Hulk's with Universal. Okay. So... So I guess Comcast still has, because Comcast has NBC, has Universal. So I guess Comcast has Hulk. Yes. So or Universal, whatever it is. I haven't read too much into this deal. Like, I've heard about it. Yeah. So. It happened between Coolio and Mace. <sighs> two CEOs. Okay. Uh, so so Disney bought <laughs> all of Fox. Disney bought the majority of Fox. They didn't buy majority. Fox News. Yeah, okay. Fox News. They didn't buy Fox Sports. Because that would be a monopoly. Okay, good, good. I, I don't want them owning Fox Sports anyway. No, because you have soccer and all that. So, did, did they have the rights then to like the animation shows like Family Guy and yes, Simpsons? Yes, they own, they own Simpsons. the Simpsons now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I don't like that. That's that's not a very good match because we, we all know the kind of humor Simpsons and Family Guy dives into. Well, and you just don't really associate that with Disney, so I just don't really see that, the match. I think you can kind of rest assured that it's not going to be a complete revamp of the company because they don't want the company to go the complete 180 other direction right. and have it fail. So I think there's going to be a lot of checks and balances in place that's going to prevent that. Now, granted... Disney still does have ultimate control, so there's nothing for sure going to, you know, prevent that from occurring. But we look at Deadpool as an example. Yeah. Deadpool is a perfect example where it's got a great formula, and I'm not sure if Disney's acknowledged it, but they don't want that particular IP to fall off the, how do I want to say this? It's such a hot intellectual property right now Yeah. that... Is very profitable for the company. If they took that and said, "We got to put Disney stamp on this and make this all PG thirteen no. and and what have you," it would, in a sense, kind of ruin the, the the whole concept of Deadpool. And theoretically, it could potentially lead to you know a failure in that property. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of properties now that they're going to have to go through and say, "We're going to keep all the original creators and all the original." cast and all the original they're gonna have to go down the list and they're gonna yeah you can you can blow up x-men because x-men's yeah. been redone a hundred million well, times speaking of x-men so we've got two movies that are currently in progress which dark phoenix i guess are and rumored to be having issues right now well new mutants jesus knows when that's coming out dark phoenix is supposed to be on its way i personally feel like they might as well just scratch them both and just let's start fresh do what you're gonna do in uh, the MCU with yeah. the Avengers. If you feel the need to maybe well, you bring don't in some screw up the Dark Phoenix because the Phoenix is so strong right. of an entity. I personally, and I've mentioned this before, I feel like they should take Deadpool and just build off of that and make make the X Men universe off of everything that's transpired in Deadpool and pretend like some of the past X Men films haven't occurred. Now, if you want to bring back the actors and actresses from past X Men films, yeah. by all means. But let's put a new, you know. 
Yeah, but who do we bring? Who do we bring back? Okay, you bring back Ryan Reynolds. So you're, well, your days Deadpool. of future past cast. You bring back Hugh yeah. Jackman. As, yeah, but if if you had a choice, okay, I bring back Ryan Reynolds. No question, as Deadpool. I bring back Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yep. I would consider James Marsden as, as Cyclops. I, I'm not against Famke, Famke Jansen as the Dar- as Phoenix and Jean Grey. And yeah, she okay was from that. Game of Thrones, right? Right. Patrick Stewart, cool with him being being Professor X. Alan Cumming as Nightcrawler, I miss him yeah. as that, so I take that back. But there's things that I would recast. I wouldn't bring Halle Berry back. I don't think that Storm made sense for me. I don't need Kelsey Grammer as Beast. There's certain things that I would definitely change. Yeah. You know, I mean, Beast is one of those characters that you can kind of... I guess you can say interchange. Rebecca Romaine is Mystique. She was good. I did like the uh, actor that played Beast, um, you know, in First Class. And yeah, Days yeah, of yeah, Grass. yeah. Um, I thought he did a fine job. Um, you know, we don't need Kelsey Grammer like that. I mean, that's just... No. Sorry. And, yeah. with, and with Halle Berry, I just, I don't know. I didn't take it seriously. Like, I kind of, for Storm, I want a relatively unknown actress who I'm going to know for being Storm. I want her to have an accent, and I want her to br- I want her to have the dark skin and the all-white hair. Yeah. Like, it was like Tina Turner-style hair in the comics. I want, I want, that's one character I want to look like the comics. Yeah. I love Storm in the comics. Not a big fan on the movies. Yeah. Yeah, the no. Storm Fauxhawk, I'm not a fan. Yeah, 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 it wasn't working. Um, and Angel, if anybody could ever do Angel and Archangel story right, be my guest, because for some reason we can't figure that one out. Yeah, So they've screwed that up. And he's one of the originals. Yeah. And Iceman. You know what I would like to do? I would like for Disney to start at ground at the at ground zero, the beginning, okay? And do what we know it to be in the comics. Not this, that, and the other. Do the original. Professor X brings together Marvel Girl, who is who is Jean Grey. Okay, so I want Jean Grey, Cyclops, Angel, Beast, and Iceman. Iceman. Yeah. I want the original five, the original family, with the original costumes, in the original time period, and then build out from there. Yep. Because they've never done an X-Men origin story. Yeah, ever! They've never done one. Never. Never. Even though they've done 115 I mean, movies, they've never done an origin. First class was... Kind of, but it, but it wasn't the first class. It wasn't. It really wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, how do you have Havoc, but you don't have Cyclops? Right. It's so Cyclops is his brother. So backwards. So, you know, I think I think you know I think the only thing they have going for them is Deadpool, and you and I did like Domino. Yeah, Domino did a good job. I like Domino. I, I think Deadpool. they should let Deadpool continue to be Deadpool. Let you him know, be him. Yeah. Let let. Let Deadpool do his thing. You can build an X-Men movie and pull in flex of things that occurred yeah. in Deadpool, but let Deadpool just flow. Just let the natural... Well, what's he supposed to say? Son of a nutcracker! Yeah, like, I, know. I mean, that's not yeah. how he talks. It's now, not. if you do a Spider-Man Deadpool movie, after a couple Deadpool are in and a couple Spider-Man are in, and you want to do Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds together, then you can make that one PG-13. Yep, yep. And where he could drop... drop where he could go the whole movie... And they go, are you in kidding me? Like, right at the end, like, Spider-Man shows up when he's, like, going to the bathroom and he comes off the wall and he's like, stop doing that! Yeah. You can't scare yeah, me like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And do something like that. That'd be perfect. But for me, I, I, I the biggest thing for me is that I'm ha- longevity-wise, the X-Men have such a giant gallery of, 
of the actual X-Men heroes, and then the ones that are villains, and the Brotherhood, and then the ones that that, that function in between the two. So they have uh, your Mojoverse. They have all these things they can do with the X-Men, yep. which is great. Arcade. Everything. Everything. Banshee, all that good stuff. All good stuff. So you can do all of that. My biggest yay is the Fantastic Four and the space villains like Galactus. That is what I want. Well, now that we have that... And Silver Surfer. The MCU, we could just... I don't even know what to say. Well, I, we're heading to space. We're, we've already been in space. Saying. So now so. it's just going to take it even further. They, they should call this celest the Celestial Phase. Well... Where we get to meet them all. Whatever they decide to call it, I'm just glad that we finally have these characters, quote-unquote, home. Yeah. And now we can really start expanding... On the MCU. Well, now and if they and turn all that the time did, back, maybe well, we Silver did. Surfer can be the one that falls through the thing like Hulk did because that was the comic. Well, that's the thing. Like, is it is this merger going to delay future movies from occurring? Because now that they can kind of go back, the finger just snapped. Literally, as far as Thanos is concerned. Right. So they can turn back time. Did you see Avengers: Infinity War? Uh, I love you to pieces. Uh, we're leaving. I love the, you to pieces. That might be it. I. The finger snapped. They can literally you gotta see rewrite Infinity everything War. now. So gotta see Infinity War. Yes. Gotta see Infinity War. Ooh, Make it happen. You're gonna really not like me on this one. He, you don't like the Avengers. I've actually never seen an Avengers movie. You know, for a second, I thought I was, you know, Jar Jar. He's Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, come on. You are He's the Jar Jar, Jar Binks of the show. Even if we had Ronald McDonald, you're still you're still second Jar place. You're still Jar. What the heck? Oh, what is happening? It's okay. Have you seen any Spider-Man movies? Not even the any X-Men ones. Any X-Men movie. Have you seen a television? Yes. Do you know <laughs> what a theater the looks like? Are you familiar with a movie theater? Yes. Have you ever had to buy a ticket at a thing called a box office? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Have you bought popcorn at an event where there's a large screen? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm confident about that. What are the movies that you go to see in the theaters? Star Wars, comedy movies. The Notebook. What is the Notebook? The notebook. What? what is the Notebook? <laughs> I can't. He knows Titanic. And Avatar. Yeah. He knows the world's I, longest movies. I, I don't know Zach he, well enough to draw any conclusions about his personal life, but if you ever meet somebody and you get really close to him, you might be watching The Notebook at some time in the future. Wait, let me do this. Have you seen Ghostbusters? Uh, uh, which one? Which one? I, he's probably seen the most Have recent. you seen four? Mm, is that the most recent? No, you haven't seen it because it's not really a movie. Horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you seen? It's so you've fine. Seen that, it's fine. You've seen that one with with the women, 2016. The 2016 Ghostbusters. Or did you see the old one with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson nice. and Harold Ramis? If that's the original, yes. yes. The 19. Have you seen Back to the Future? It's been a while, but yes. Okay. At least you saw Back to the Future. Thank you. I'm not that hopeless. Kate has not seen Back to the Future. Have, have you seen Snow White? Have you seen My Childhood? <laughs> <laughs> like my entire childhood, childhood. Just thrown out the window. All the music, all the movies. I have a feeling we could like put together a list. I have a feeling that Zach's internship for the rest of it is going to pertain to watching movie, movies. movies and music. Just to catch up. It's gonna be called it's gonna be called cinematic and musical adventuristic time studies. Travel. Yeah, time travel studies. <laughs> it's gonna be called it's gonna be called musical and theatrical appreciation class. That's what we're doing. Well, it happens if I give it a chance and I still don't like it. Then you fail my class. 
So I'm being forced <laughs> to like something? No, he didn't this say is America. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Touche. We're not at that point yet. This is America. Blame the Kardashians. So, that's how I feel about it. So... Blame Snooki. Blame Snooki. When in doubt, blame the Snooks. I, I want Fantastic Four to come back, yeah. though. Yeah, I'm right there with and you. And I want the Silver... I want the Silver Surfer to meet Iceman, and I want a scene where we could see them, because people mistake them all the time. I want you to have them on the same screen at the same time and know that they're different. Yeah. One of them looks like ice. And one of them looks one like them silver. Looks, yeah. Like silver, steel, all that good stuff. Yeah. So... Anything else about the fact know. that it's merged? I'm just can't wait for the uh, east of the Mississippi, like when things they really do the rise when and things stuff. start dropping, seeing what happens, what kind of chaos will ensue on that front if they stick to the you know what be cool the agreement or what to get you to go to every Disney park, have the Fantastic Four, and have a ride or something dedicated to each of the four at the four parks. So like one, so Invisible Woman at Hollywood Studios, The Thing at Animal Kingdom, Human Torch at Epcot, and then Mr. Fantastic at Magic Kingdom. That would so be cool. So in order to connect it all, you have to go to all four parks. That would be pretty And sweet. where did it come up where it's like, I, I can set myself on fire. I'm the Human Torch. I'm something, I'm like this weird thing. I'll just call myself Thing. I'm an Invisible Woman, so I'll call myself an Invisible Woman. Hey, you stretch, what do you want to be called? Mr. Fantastic? Like, where <laughs> did that come from? Completely out of left field. Like, who I has know. a little bit of I themselves. know we're not the first ones to pose that question, but right. I'd love to ask. A uh, little bit of an ego? Mr. Fantastic? A little bit of an ego. Yeah, a little like bit. Like Ego the Living Planet? Yeah, like Ego the Living Planet. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Nope, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't know anything off the beat. Do you know the Guardians of the Galaxy? Do you know there's a talking raccoon? No. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I can't. Do you know that we are Groot? We are what? Do you know that I am Groot? No. <laughs> I feel like Democrats and Republicans have these conversations. Oh my like God. anything that They're you say, well the other person's yeah. like, I have no idea what you mean. What? 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 Do you what? know about food? What's what? food? Huh? Do you know about drink? What's drink? Food. <laughs> when I go to bed, I sleep on a pillow. A pillow? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? So I'm excited about the merger. It's 100% a monopoly, but all the characters get to come home from Fox. And really, was all of this $70 billion deal, was it really just, with all the other crap they get, was it really just, just to, to be get like, those characters. give me the X-Men, give me Fantastic Four, give me the villains, and give me give me back Deadpool? Like, and, was hope, that all and, and, and give me whatever money your other intellectual properties might pull in. Disney should make That's a it. Deadpool ride. Well, we talked about that on one of our... But they would never do it. They'll never do it. They'll never do it. Unless it goes into Hollywood. Universal would do it. Because Universal is crazy. In a good way. I mean, they just make very thrilling. I know. know. You know. The Hulk. Yeah. It's insane. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's very Voted the best ride in America two years in a row in recent history. The Hulk was up there as one of the best coasters of all time. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be tough. Disney doesn't seem to get that extreme. No. Visually or... No, it's sad, though. I mean, if, but if they're going to own these properties, they're going to have these properties, all I ask is that you treat them right, you make awesome movies, and guess what? You can kill off every single Avenger now because you got the X-Men. Yep. You can kill everybody. Kill them all off. Yeah, and it won't hurt Zach's feelings because he doesn't know any He of doesn't them. care. He's not connected to any yes. of them. Oh, Spider-Man? <laughs> Who's Spider-Man? Who's Spider-Man? I know Jar Jar. <laughs> I know Jar Jar Banks. That's all that matters. As yeah. long as Jar Jar survives. Hey, did you know that Iron Man died? He's been on the movies for a decade. Who's Iron Man? <laughs> 
What does he do? Robert Downey Jr. Does alive? he have a lightsaber? Yeah. Do you know who Robert Downey Jr. is? And the is? reason why we keep going back to Star Wars is... Oh, my lord! No, I, I couldn't hear the name. Robert but... Downey Jr. I'm sorry. Gosh. Oh, I'm sorry. Cow. See? So he's the only person that didn't cry in the Avengers in some way. And so if he was, like, out with a girl on a date or whatever, she'd be like, oh, my God, you're so strong. And he'd be like, no, I just don't genuinely care about any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> what, what movie would make you cry? Titanic? Did you cry? No, did I, you, didn't, I didn't cry. Did you cry when she didn't send, share the damn door? Send him home with... I cried when... I have a stack of DVDs send that you're going to watch tonight. Send oh, him home with Coco. <laughs> send him home with Ghostbusters. Have you seen Coco? No. Oh, my God. He's like, I have with marshmallows in my cup. What? Oh, boy. Marsh, there's Marshmallow again. Yeah. Jesus. If you go, you go home, watch Coco. If you don't cry... Do you have Netflix? Yes. Okay, then you need to get educated today. But, Thor. You gotta watch all the MCU. You have to watch everything. Just start from scratch. There's only... What did, we, what did we say? What was the statistic we talked about months ago? For what? How many hours of... There's like over 100 hours of MCU footage. Oh, it's like it's like multiple days. If you include... Like a yeah. whole weekend. Yeah, it was like... Was it two you days? You know what we should do before Avengers 4? You and I should watch every single movie from the beginning, Iron Man, all the way to Avengers 4. Start now. Let's go. Yeah, Zach, you're doing that tonight. Actually, we should probably do that three times over the next. Yeah, we should do until it. The you have to do that tonight. You're you know what your it. you know what your work is for my intern for the rest of your internship. Oh boy. For this internship <laughs> to educate yourself on humanity because there's oh good my. things that happen. AKA yeah, the MCU. So yeah, <laughs> so learn about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I want you to know the most obscure characters of all time. Okay. Everybody. Multiple man. What do you think multiple man's superpower is? Probably make multiple of himself. There we Look go! Man. He's, He's got it! Already. He's got it. What That's does Iceman do? Probably make ice. Look at him. What does Morph do? Probably morph into whatever he wants. I love this kid. Pretty good. I love him. What again. about Mystique? What does Mystique do? Ooh, it's the same thing Morph does. <laughs> what does Professor X do? <laughs> uh, probably teach? I don't know. What is, what, what is, <laughs> he does. What does, it's true. what does Professor Triple X do? Professor what? Professor Triple X. Professor Triple X. Please a Triple H. Uh, what does a game do? A yeah. game. What is what does Professor Triple X do? I don't know. He doesn't. What's his mutant He's power? Never been, yeah. I what? What's what's Professor Professor X's mutant power? Triple X. I, I Triple X. I don't know. What's what's Vin Diesel's mutant power? Oh yeah, what's Vin Diesel's <laughs> mutant power? Do you know Vin Diesel? Oh my goodness. Okay, all right, all right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh my goodness. Are you Fast and the Furious? It's been a while, okay? Oh, I know I know the name, and I know he's in there. I just didn't The Pacifier? Zach, you have a very long list. Wait, okay, hold on. Can we do this before we go? Oh, this, boy. See, this, this segment for your amusement has essentially become for our amusement. It is now. Eric and amusement. I talking to you, Zach. Okay. Just... Top 100 grossing movies of all time, okay? I'm going to go down the list, and you're going to tell me... Which ones I know. Which ones you know. Okay, we're going to do this really quick. Avatar, yes. Yes. Titanic. Yes. Star Wars Force Awakens. Of course. Avengers Infinity War, no. Nope. Jurassic World. Yes. Good. Marvel's The Avengers. Nope. Furious 7. Yep. Avengers Age of Ultron. Nope. Son of a B. Black Panther. Yes, I have sadly not seen it yet. Though. Oh, okay. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Used to like it, no longer do, but yes, I've Star seen Wars it. The Last Jedi. Of course. Frozen. No. Oh, like, let it go, Dan. Just let it go. I will. I didn't, I didn't Jurassic World, The Fallen, King, Fan, Fallen Kingdom. Is that the new one recently? Yes. I have not seen that yet. Beauty and the Beast. No of it, but yes. 
Fate, Fate of the Furious. Yes. How are these the top 15 of all time? Iron Man 3. Nope. Minions. Not a big Captain fan. America's Civil War. Nope. Transformers Dark of the Moon. Nope. The Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Nope. Skyfall. Nope. Transformers Age of Extinction. Nope. Dark Knight Rises. That's Batman, right? Yes. yes. No. Toy Story 3. Yes. Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. Yes. Rogue One A Star Wars Story. Yes. Incredibles 2. Have not seen it yet. Pirates of the Caribbean Stranger Tides. Yes. Despicable Me 3. Nope. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Finding Dory. These are all yes. Disney. Do you realize it's crazy. this? Every single one except the freaking dark. Okay. Skyfall is not. But Look at this. A, yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Disney. Zootopia. No. Lion King. No. I think you skipped a few. I did. I'm skipping. We're jumping around. I'm now. jumping around because there's a hundred Harry Potters. Jumanji. Jumanji, yes. That's a classic. Spider-Man 3. Nope. Struck two. Secret Life of Pets. That was a horrible, uh, no, bad movie. Transformers. Wolf Warrior Two. Don't know what that is. Have you seen Transformers? Transformers. No, Inside Out. Nope. Thor Ragnarok. That's your must watch. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll He's give seen, him that. We'll give him that. Liar, liar. Jim Carrey. It's been a while, but the, yeah. The Mask. The Mask. Jim Carrey puts on a green mask. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, can we end on that? Let's end on that. Let's end on that. He no, knows Jim Carrey right I away. think you gotta keep it's going. Fine. No, I feel good. No, I feel happy. I think right we're now. done. I have we're to. Done. Let, I have to let go of you this. Can't we're take done any with more. the P A R T Y. <laughs> yeah, I'm very scared right now. More scared than you can't. Ronald McDonald. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> How do we tie? We gotta show you that video. You can't take any more disappointment, can you? No, I can't today. I'm okay. Severely disappointed. Right I'm now. very hurt. Severely. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm also disappointed that some of those movies were in the top 100. That's very odd. I very weird movies. Some of them. I don't know. People like, like Shrek too. Like I, I don't know. Spider-Man three did very well overseas. So with that being said, we're see Lily's upset with you now. Lily's oh. Ran away. She he barked at you and ran away. <laughs> She's still barking. You have to go make amends with her. That's what you need to do. So with that being said. And, which, and I know what she's saying in her language. She's very upset by the fact that you don't know about these things. You need to educate yourself. When, when we come back, Zach will be wearing Marvel shirt, pants, socks, hats, and he'll know things. Let's hope so. Let's hope that he knows you got to give him like, probably like four years to catch up on I don't everything. have that kind of time. Well, don't we'll see where we're at at that point. Okay. Yeah, we'll see where we're at. So with that being said... Rapid fire as well as for your amusement. You get every single time different, every single time, but always here. Thank you to Violet Ramus Steel. Yes, thank you very much, Violet. Superpowered Pop. This is on superpoweredpop.com, superpoweredpop.podbean.com, and search Superpowered Pop on iTunes for myself, DT, and EB, as well as ZB. Have yourselves a great day and go say a novena or light a candle somewhere in a church for Zach. <laughs> we'll talk with you soon. Oh, jeez. <laughs>